Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The House Intel Committee demanded the identity of the FBI operative that worked to frame the Trump campaign and threatened to hold the Justice Department in contempt. Now the DOJ has leaked that information to the New York Times and made officials available to spin their deep state version of events. The resulting 8,000-word article goes something like this. The FBI was too hard on Hillary Clinton in exonerating her serial felonies, destroying evidence, and immunizing her co-conspirators, and went too easy on Trump because they never thought he'd win anyway. Let's take a close look at this article. With these stories and more from a nationalist perspective, I'm Jim Dawes, and this is America First Radio's Daily Brief. And thank you for joining America First Radio. This conversation never ends. You can follow us on Twitter at AmFirst Radio and friend us on Facebook at America First Radio with Jim Dawes. And you can share it with your friends and get early notifications as soon as these shows are posted. America First Radio is proudly carried on the Talk America Radio Network, the new dominant force in conservative talk radio where you can listen to their live feed 24-7 at TalkAmericaRadio.us. And we're broadcast each weeknight at 11 p.m. Eastern on Talk America affiliates in Florida and Georgia. But if you miss a broadcast, you can always listen on demand on your favorite podcast directory and at our website at AmericaFirstRadio.com, where you'll find all of our archives. Well, oh man, oh man, after a year and a half of nonstop congressional investigations by no fewer than six committees, the appointment of a special counsel pursuing the president and all of his associates, uh, bringing trumped-up charges against um, uh, many of the people that were even peripherally connected to the campaign, and an unending media smear uh, by uh, against this president and uh, relentless attacks by the Democrats. Now that... The House Intelligence Committee under Devin Nunes is uh, closing in on the actual misconduct in the FBI and the Department of Justice where they they used um, government informants to set up and spy on Trump uh, associates or, or aides to the campaign to, uh, to, to gen up this, um, this Russia collusion narrative that they— they pursued, um, just as Devin Nunes is closing in on the identity of the operative that the FBI used to, to start this investigation that they have hid consistently for over a year and a half. Well, now that he, uh, Devin Nunes is threatening to hold them in contempt and the identity of this, uh, this, uh, operative Stephen Halper has, uh, has been, uh, discerned by um, by investigators in the media. Well, now the deep state has leaked all of the information uh, and made available to the media, the New York Times, I should say, 
um, um, officials to speak off the record to spin this whole narrative, justifying their spying on the Trump campaign and, and putting their deep state um, vindication on this whole thing. And if they'd come out with this version of events before we know all we do now, it would have been more convincing. But now that we know so much, it just really doesn't stand up to scrutiny. It's obviously their best spin, the deep state's best spin to stay out of jail, and the New York Times' best spin to try to save face. And they, uh, they use no fewer than 8,000 words to spin this yarn, uh, which conveniently ignores all the facts that, uh, that uh, obviously disprove their narrative. And, um, and really, if this is the best they got, then, then what we know now is that, in fact, they've been busted. They were, in fact, trying to sabotage the Trump campaign, and they were actively had countermeasures uh, going against um, members of the Trump campaign in order to try to tar him with this brush of Russia collusion. So on today's show, we're just going to go through this article. It's titled Origins or um, Codename Crossfire Hurricane, The Secret Origins of the Trump Investigation. It's by Matt Apuzo, Adam Goodman, and Nicholas Fandos of the New York Times. It starts within hours of the opening of the investigation into the Trump campaign's ties to Russia. In 2016, the FBI dispatched a pair of agents to London on a mission so secretive that all but a handful of officials were kept in the dark. They start out right away uh, with a contradiction. They're saying they're opening an investigation into the Trump campaign before they even uh, have any justification to do that. But we'll go on. Their assignment, which has not previously been reported, was to meet the Australian ambassador who had evidence that one of Donald Trump's advisors knew in advance about the Russian election meddling. They're referring to uh, the DNC hack, which they still have yet to prove was in fact a hack and all the evidence indicates otherwise. After tense deliberations between Washington and Canberra, this top Australian officials broke with diplomatic protocol and allowed the ambassador Alexander Downing to sit for an FBI interview to describe his meeting with the campaign advisor, George Papadopoulos. They don't go into how in fact Alexander Downer kept, uh, came to be a meeting with George Papadopoulos. They just blow right past that. Well, what we do know about Alexander Downer, what he he's a close associate of Hillary Clinton and facilitated the donation uh, from the Australian government when he was their foreign secretary of about $25 million to the uh, Clinton Foundation. We go on. The agents summarized their highly unusual interview and sent word to Washington on August 2nd Two days before the investigation, two days after the investigation was opened, they don't go. They don't say why the investigation was opened. Their report helped provide the foundation for a case a year ago this Thursday that became the special counsel's investigation. But but at that time, a small group of FBI uh, officials came to know it by its code name, Crossfire Hurricane. The name, a reference to the Rolling Stones lyric, I was born in a crossfire hurricane, is an apt prediction of the political storm that continues to tear the shingles off the Bureau. 
Days after they closed their investigation into Hillary Clinton's use of a private email server, agents began scrutinizing the campaign of a Republican rival. These two cases have been in, in extra, become inextricably linked in one of the most consequential periods in the history of the FBI. Well, I would say so. You, it's, it's plain for anybody to see that they bent over backwards to exonerate Hillary Clinton and, and uh, went out of their way to try to frame Donald Trump. But it goes on. This, this month, the Justice Department Inspector General is expected to release his findings into a lengthy review of the FBI's conduct in the Clinton case. Uh, that will be a whitewash. Inspector generals and departments uh, exist to protect the, uh, to pe- protect the agency. And uh, while there will be some low-level uh, sacrifices uh, made uh, by the inspector general's report, he will uh, exonerate all the people at the highest levels. That, that's my, uh, my, my interpretation. The results are certain to renew the debate over the decisions by the FBI. Uh, James Comey, the director at the time, to publicly chastise Ms. Clinton in a news conference and then announce the reopening of an investigation days before the election day. Ms. Clinton, uh, Mrs. Clinton has said that those actions buried her presidential hopes. You see what they're doing here? They're saying that uh, they're, they're framing all of this, that they were too hard on Hillary Clinton, despite the fact that she had engaged in an obvious and blatant serial felonies, the fact that the FBI facilitated destroying evidence, actually went about destroying evidence, immunized people that were co-conspirators in her illegality for no reason, got nothing in return, never uh, impaneled a grand jury, never uh, conducted any search warrants. They're they're saying, no, 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 they they were too hard on poor Hillary. But then they go on to say, those decisions stand in a stark contrast to the FBI's handling of crossfire hurricane. Not only did agents in that case fall back on their typical policy of silence because it was a secret frame job, but interviews with a dozen current and former officials uh, and review of documents show that the FBI was even more circumspect in that case than previously known. Many officials say that they could have been uh, harder. So that's how this uh, whole article uh, starts framing it. They, they, uh, they say, well, uh, they went too hard on Hillary Clinton, and they went too easy on Donald Trump because they never thought he'd win. So we'll uh, we'll go on with the uh, dissection of this article when we return from these messages on America First Radio. Hi, this is Michelle Malkin from CRTV.com, and you're listening to Talk America Radio, the new dominant force in conservative talk radio. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. 
The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 800-831-6657. 800-831-6657. That's 800-831-6657. Hi, thank you for listening. My name is Ron Phillips, and I'm the owner and operations manager of Talk America Radio. It is with great pride that I offer you this 24-7 stream of some of the finest talk radio programming in the country, but I need your support. We are a listener-supported network. That means we need your help to continue to offer the quality programming you're hearing right now. If you're able, please visit talkamericaradio.us and click the Support Us button. Your donation will go a long way in helping us continue to share the American voice. Thank you. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorrance Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6904. 800-485-6904. That's 800-485-6904. So let's recap what we've learned so far in this 8,000 words. We know that there was, in fact, an operation in the FBI and the Department of Justice to uh, to spy on the Trump campaign. We know it was spying because they didn't take it to a court. They didn't notify anybody in the, uh, the Trump campaign. They kept it to a tight circle. Only uh, a very few people in the Department of Justice and the FBI uh, knew about it. They were the same people, by the way that uh, had conducted the investigation to exonerate Hillary Clinton. Why did they use those same people? Because they could be counted on. We know uh, that they went, uh, that this article claims that they went too easy on Hillary Clinton, despite the fact that James Comey had no authority or responsibility to exonerate Hillary Clinton for her uh, illegality. That was a decision that should have been made at the Department of Justice. And that uh, the Attorney General met in the days prior to that exoneration with Bill Clinton in secrecy, what he, what he hoped would be a secret meeting on that tarmac in, uh, in Phoenix. And then they go on to say that they were too easy on Trump uh, because they, uh, they, didn't, um, they didn't make it public. Well, they didn't make it public because this was a secret operation that was designed to torpedo the, uh, the Trump candidacy and then was used thereafter to torpedo the Trump presidency. It goes on, fearful of leaks, they kept details from political appointees across the street of the Justice Department. Peter Strzok, a senior FBI agent, explained in a text of the Justice Department that uh, officials would find it too tasty to resist sharing. Yeah, right. 
Peter Strzok knew that he uh, was engaged in illegality and was uh, had a consciousness of guilt, and that's why he kept it secret. Only about five Justice Department officials knew the full scope of the investigation, officials said. Not the dozen or more who might normally be briefed on a major national security case. That's because it was a conspiracy. In a conspiracy, you try to keep it as small as possible. They were they were conducting a hit campaign against the Trump or a, a hit operation against the Trump campaign. The facts, had they surfaced, might have devastated the Trump campaign. Mr. Trump's future national security advisor was under investigation, as was his campaign chairman. One advisor appeared to have Russian intelligence contacts. <laughs> One advisor appeared to have Russian intelligence contacts. Uh, <clears throat> another was suspected of being a Russian agent himself. In the, in the Clinton case, Mr. Comey said that he erred on the side of transparency, but in face of questions from Congress about the Trump campaign, the FBI declined to tip its hand. And when the New York Times tried to assess the state of the investigation in October 2016, Law enforcement officials cautioned them against drawing any conclusions. Yeah, because they didn't want their names associated with the fact that they were uh, conducting this operation. Mr. Comey has said it was unfair to compare the Clinton case and the Russia case. And he said it made uh, he did not make political considerations about who would benefit from each decision. Clearly, he did. He said as much on his book tour that uh, he... He um, was uh, circumspect about uh, uh, destroying Hillary Clinton because he believed that she was going to be the next president. But underpinning both cases, the article says, was one political calculation that Miss Clinton would win and that Mr. Trump would lose. Agents feared being seen as withholding information or going too easy on her, and they worried that their overt actions against Mr. Trump would only reinforce his claims that the election was being rigged against him. Yeah, it would reinforce the, his claims that the election was being rigged against him because the FBI and the Department of Justice and the CIA were, in fact, working with um, opposition research uh, um, investigators from the Hillary Clinton campaign to undermine his candidacy. They don't mention uh, that anywhere in here. The FBI now faces those very criticisms and more. Mr. Trump says a politicized FBI, uh, that he's a victim of a politicized FBI. That argument is at the heart of Trump's grievances with the federal investigation in the face of bipartisan support for a special counsel. Mr. Trump and his allies have made a priority of, uh, of questioning how the investigation was conducted in late 2016 and trying to discredit it, discredit it. Yeah, we've made a point of that because it is obvious and transparent what went on here. It's a witch hunt, Mr. Trump uh, said last month on Fox News, and they know that. Congressional Republicans led by Representative Devin Nunes of California have begun to dig into FBI files looking for evidence that could undermine the investigation. Actually, what he's been digging into was what started this investigation to begin with. And now, uh, despite the fact that the DOJ has continued to deny Devin Nunes and the House Intelligence Committee this inf information, they've turned around and leaked it to the New York Times and made a bunch of, uh, of these co-conspirators co available to put their spin on this, which, of course, the New York Times is more than happy to do since it was part of the conspiracy to begin with, having been the beneficiary of many of the leaks that were designed to destroy the Trump presidency goes on but those who saw the investigation up close and many of those who reviewed the case files in the past year 
say that far from gunning uh, for Mr. Trump, the FBI could have actually done more in the final months to scrutinize his campaign's Russia ties. Well, how about if this wasn't a, uh, a secret smear job, instead of doing all these leaks that came out of the Department of Justice and the FBI, that, it, the, that you had gone to the Trump campaign and, and said, uh, maybe there's some people that are in your campaign that are working with the Russians. Crossfire hurricane spawned a case that has brought charges against former Trump campaign officials and more than a dozen Russians, a bogus case. And uh, none of these charges against these former Russian or these uh, former Trump campaign officials has anything to do with Russia collusion. They're simply hit jobs designed to uh, to fight a rear guard action and keep uh, a, a cloud, a smoke screen around all of this misconduct by the FBI and the DOJ. Crossfire hurricane began exactly 100 days before the presidential election, but if agents were eager to investigate the Trump campaign, as the president had suggested, the messages do not reveal it. I cannot believe we are seriously looking at these allegations and these pervasive connections, Mr. Strzok wrote after returning for London. Well, they're simply putting a spin on that. What he's saying is he can't believe it. This was a page or a, a, a text message to his um, his mistress, Lisa Page, saying, yeah, he can't believe it. And if you put that in context, all the text messages that were around it, you can see that he was excited about this possibility. The mood, the mood in the early days was anxious, former officials recalled. Crossfire Hurricane was built around the same core of agents and analysts who had investigated Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet it was right out of headquarters. None was eager to re-enter presidential politics, former, this former official said, especially when agents did not know what would come out of the Australian information. Please. If they, if they thought it was a bad idea, they would have said, well, why don't we get another team in here that already hasn't um, exonerated Hillary Clinton in a, a crooked, uh, fake investigation to go after Donald Trump? They didn't do that because this was all part of, uh, it was all a piece of the same effort to, uh, to elect Hillary Clinton and destroy Donald Trump. The FBI investigated four unidentified Trump campaign aides in those early days, congressional investigators revealed in February. The four men were Michael Flynn, Paul Manafort, Carter Page, and Mr. Papadopoulos. Each was scrutinized because of its obvious or suspected Russian ties. You know how all of this is bogus? Because having Russian ties isn't um, isn't illegal. It isn't, uh, disqualifying. Hillary Clinton had more Russian ties in her campaign than, uh, Donald Trump ever thought about having. She had been secretary of state. She was rife. She was up to her eyeballs in Russian ties. She had taken $145 million to her, um, her so-called foundation, which was just a giant Clinton Inc. slush fund. She was working with the Ukrainian embassy uh, to gin up opposition research against Donald Trump. If you're looking for Russian ties, you don't need to go to the Trump campaign to look for them. 
they're rife in the Hillary Clinton campaign and, and her campaign chairman, John Podesta's brother, Tony Podesta, worked specifically for Russians and, and had gotten fabulously wealthy doing uh, political work on behalf of the Russians. Mr. Flynn, a top advisor, was paid $45,000 by the Russian government's media arm. He was paid $45,000 for giving a speech by RTTV, which, yes, gets uh, its funding from the Russian government, just the same as uh, Radio Free Europe um, does from the American government. But $45,000 is compared to $145 million that Hillary Clinton took in bribes in order to approve the sale of uh, American uranium resources to the uh, Russian energy sector. And they're, they're going after the Trump campaign by setting up George Papadopoulos? Really? Back to this article. Um, uh, Vladimir Putin, wait a second, uh, and dined at the arm they say of Mr. Flynn, of Russian President Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin was working the room and came and sat at the, uh, the same table where Flynn was for two minutes before moving on. He was circulating in the room. These are just lies. Mr. Putin, or Mr. Manafort, the campaign chairman, had lobbied for pro-Russian interests in Ukraine and worked with an associate who had been identified as having connections to Russian intelligence. Really? This is, this is uh, the reason they went after the Trump campaign? <laughs> Mr. Page, a foreign policy advisor, was well known to the FBI. Yeah, he was an FBI informant that had been used to, uh, to um, work against Russian interests in the mob in New York City. We're going to run out to a break. When we come back for these messages, we'll continue this dissection of these 8,000 excuses for the uh, the Trump investigation right after these these messages on America First Radio. This is Donna Fiducia. And I'm Don Newen from Cowboy Logic Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to one of our favorite radio shows, America First Radio, with our friend Jim Dawes. That's right, Donna. We consider America First Radio appointment radio. America First Radio with Jim Dawes, weeknights. Right here on Talk America Radio, found at talkamericaradio.us. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer, and again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airlines travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-218-4909. 800-218-4909. 800-218-4909. Again, that's 800-218-4909.
Hi, thank you for listening. My name is Ron Phillips, and I'm the owner and operations manager of Talk America Radio. It is with great pride that I offer you this 24-7 stream of some of the finest talk radio programming in the country, but I need your support. We are a listener-supported network. That means we need your help to continue to offer the quality programming you're hearing right now. If you're able, please visit talkamericaradio.us and click the Support Us button. Your donation will go a long way in helping us continue to share the American voice. Thank you. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50+. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 800-831-6657. 800-831-6657. That's 800-831-6657. So we're really getting into the meat of this uh, this lame New York Times article. You know when they spend 8,000 words uh, uh, on an article that it's going to be a bunch of uh, smoke and mirrors, and this one is, is no exception. Um, they, they talk about uh, they had four suspects in the Trump campaign, Flynn, because he had taken $45,000 from RTTV, never mind the fact that the Clinton Foundation took $145 million from Russian uh, energy sector oligarchs directly tied to Vladimir Putin, or the Bill Clinton got $500,000 for a 20-minute speech to a bunch of Russian bankers. No, the fact that Flynn had taken a speaking fee from RTTV, that set off the alarms with the FBI and, and caused them to start the investigation. And they say that uh, Paul Manafort had, uh, had lobbied for uh, the Ukraine, pro-Russian interests in the Ukraine, what they don't tell you, is uh, that the Ukraine is a natural ally for Russia because it gets all of its um, energy from Russia. So there was, of course, if you're doing work for the uh, Ukrainian president, he would have some pro-Russian interests. Then they go on to say Mr. Page was a well-known uh, FBI and had been suspected uh, or had uh, been previously recruited by Russian spies. Well, guess what? He had been rec uh, recruited by Russian spies, notified the FBI of the fact, and then acted as an informant against those uh, Russian intelligence officials. They don't mention any of that in this article, though. Then they go on to talk about Mr. Papadopoulos, the young and inexperienced campaign aide whose wine-fueled conversation with the Australian ambassador set off the investigation. Well, they don't go into how it was that this young, inexperienced campaign aide came to be meeting with the Australian ambassador and close Hillary Clinton um, associate to begin with. He, they say in this article, before the hacked email, Democrats appeared, uh, 
Before the hacked Democratic emails appeared online, he seemed to know that Russia had political dirt on, on Hillary Clinton. You know why? Because he had met uh, with a professor over there that just happened to be on the FBI payroll. Uh, his name is, um, oh, where is it? Uh, Stephen Halper, Steve, Stephen Halper got $200,000 a year from uh, one of the defense intelligence agency uh, offices. He was obviously working as a spy. He was supposed to be a foreign policy expert and Cambridge professor. Well, he was working with the FBI, probably fed Papadopoulos this information. Papadopoulos meets with uh, Stephen Downer, the Australian, Alexander Downer, the Australian diplomat, either lets this spill or Downer lies about it, and they're off to the races. They're, uh, they're off investigating the Trump campaign. Mr. Trump was not under investigation, the article says, but his actions perplexed agents. Days after the stolen Democratic emails became public, he called on Russia to uncover more. Yeah, he did that at a press conference in, in front of God and everybody. Obviously, he wasn't colluding with the uh, uh, deep cover Russian intelligence. Otherwise, he, he wouldn't be out there making a joke of it. Then the news broke that the, uh, Mr. Trump's campaign had pushed to change the Republican platform stance on Ukraine in ways that were favorable to Russia. Yeah, also favorable to the United States by keeping us out of World War III, going to a war with a nuclear-armed nation over the Ukraine, which has been uh, on, uh, in the Russian sphere of influence since forever. And oh, by the way, they don't mention this in this article either, the, the, uh, the coup that the CIA had engineered against the Ukrainian president installed in its place a fascist neo-Nazi uh, regime that is, uh, that is holding power to this day. Back to the article. The FBI's thinking crystallized in mid-August after the CIA director at the time, John Brennan, shared intelligence with Mr. Comey showing that the Russian government was behind an attack on the 2016 presidential election. Well, you know what that information was? That was the dossier. Brennan had gotten his hands on a copy of the dossier and took it over and shared it with the, uh, Barack Obama. The P-tapes, or the, the accusation of the P-tapes, Intelligence agencies began collaborating to investigate that operation. The Crossfire Hurricane was part of that group, but largely independent. Man, they have really crafted a web of lies here. Looking back, some inside the FBI and the Justice Department say that Mr. Comey should have seen the political storm coming and better sheltered the Bureau. They question why he consolidated the Clinton and Trump investigations at headquarters rather than a field office. Yeah, that's a pretty good question. Why would you do that? because you want to keep control over that investigation so that you can determine the outcome. And they say that he should have not, not have relied on the same team for both cases. But the fact that he did tells you what you need to know. They were all working on the same effort. Torpedo Trump and clear Hillary. That put a uh, bullseye on the heart of the FBI. Any um, misstep in either investigation made both cases and the entire Bureau vulnerable to criticism, you think? 
And there were missteps. Andrew McCabe, the former FBI director, was cited by internal investigators for dishonesty about his uh, conversations with reporters about Miss Clinton. That gave ammunition for Mr. Trump's claims that the FBI could not be trusted. And Mr. Stork and Lisa Page, an FBI lawyer, exchanged texts criticizing Mr. Trump, allowing the president to point to evidence of bias when they became public. It wasn't uh, evidence of bias. It was evidence of hatred, deep-seated contempt for Trump, and uh, uh, evidence that they were working together to torpedo his, uh, his, his candidacy. They were part of the conspiracy. It doesn't say in this article whether or not they were one of the five people at the FBI or the Department of Justice that was in on this, but I bet you they were. The messages were unsparing. They questioned Mr. Trump's intelligence, believed he promoted intolerance, and feared he would damage the Bureau. They also uh, um, denigrated Trump supporters as being smelly and ignorant. I mean, they just they just showed it wasn't bias they showed. It was utter, complete contempt and hatred. And they were working on the case. And they were having conversations with uh, Comey and Andrew McCabe. So you got four of these these five people that were conducting the so-called investigation right there. The inspector general's upcoming report is expected to criticize these messages for giving the appearance of bias. You think? Mr. Trump's daily Twitter posts, though, offer soundbite-sized accusations, witch hunt, hoax, deep state, rigged system they, that fan the flames of a conspiracy. You don't need to fan these flames. What Donald Trump is doing is, is stating the obvious that everybody can, who's got eyes can see. It's like the deep state all got together to try to organize a palace coup, Representative Matt Goetz, Republican of Florida, said in January on the Fox Business Network. Well, that's exactly what it appears. Let's see. Oh, this is good. Um, that was uh, uh, counterintelligence investigators can take years, but the Russian government had inf- if if the Russia government had influence over the Trump campaign, the FBI wanted to know quickly. One option was the most direct interview campaign officials about their Russian contacts. Yeah, that would have been the quickest and easiest thing to do, but that would have undermined the 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 operation to take down the Trump campaign. That was discussed but never acted on, two former officials said, because interviewing witnesses or subpoenaing documents might thrust the investigation into public view exactly what FBI officials were trying to avoid during the heat of a presidential uh, race. You do not take actions that will unnecessarily impact an election, Sally Yates, the former deputy attorney general, said in an interview. She wouldn't discuss the details but added folks were very careful to make sure that the actions were being taken in connection with the investigation did not become public. Yeah, because they didn't want to be found out that they had set up this whole job and they were using uh, opposition research material from the Hillary Clinton campaign to try to undermine President or the uh, the Clinton uh, the the Trump campaign. Comey was briefed regularly on the Russia investigation, but one official said those briefings focused mostly on hacking and election interference. Again, we come back to the point that these DNC servers that were supposedly hacked have never been forensically examined by the special counsel's office who is staying as far away from them as he possibly can. 
The DNC refused to turn them over, haven't them examined. And nobody to this day is talking about who, in fact, murdered Seth Rich. Because I guarantee you, if it was a low-level mugging, as the official narrative goes, they would have found it by now. We're going to run out to a break and finish up with this article when we come back right after these messages on America First Radio. This is Dr. Kelly Ward from the great state of Arizona, and you're listening to Talk America Radio, the new dominant force in conservative talk radio. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6904. 800-485-6904. That's 800-485-6904. Hi, thank you for listening. My name is Ron Phillips, and I'm the owner and operations manager of Talk America Radio. It is with great pride that I offer you this 24-7 stream of some of the finest talk radio programming in the country, but I need your support. We are a listener-supported network. That means we need your help to continue to offer the quality programming you're hearing right now. If you're able, please visit talkamericaradio.us and click the Support Us button. Your donation will go a long way in helping us continue to share the American voice. Thank you. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-218-4909. 800-218-4909. 800-218-4909. Again, that's So, so far in this, uh, this 8,000 word piece that's designed to exonerate the deep state and make excuses for their spying on the Trump campaign and, and using, uh, opposition research from the Hillary Clinton campaign to target the Trump campaign. 
um, that they're they're zoning in on Mr. Page, uh, Carter Page, and in, uh, in Papadopoulos, and that uh, because Michael Flynn had taken a speaking fee from RT, that they were after him. This whole article is just full, replete with uh, contradictions that they fail to bring up. It, it it doesn't even come close to passing the smell test. But we'll go on. The article continues, The FBI obtained phone records and other documents using national security letters, a secret type of subpoena, officials said. I think that that's new information right there. They're probably trying to get out ahead of that because they know that that's going to come out as well. And at least one government informant met at least one government informant met several times with Mr. Page and Mr. Papadopoulos, current and formal, former officials said. That has become a politically contentious point with Mr. Trump's allies questioning whether the FBI was spying on the Trump campaign or trying to entrap campaign officials. Well, there's no question. There's no question that the FBI was spying on the Trump campaign. It's just finally come to light after having to drag this out of the Department of Justice because uh, because Devin Nunes has finally gotten to the bottom of this. In this 8,000 words, they still don't say what opened this investigation. They just say that they sent Strzok and another FBI agent over there um, to follow up on it after the camp, after the investigation was opened. Looking back, some at the Department of Justice and the FBI now believe that agents could have been more aggressive. They ultimately interviewed Mr. Papadopoulos in January 2017. So they believe that uh, uh, Papadopoulos has information about who hacked the DNC server in, uh, in I think it was uh, June or, or uh, no, I think it was August of 2000 and... Uh, no, it was in June of 2016, but they don't get around to interviewing him about the topic until six months later, and then they keep it secret. Oh, I want to. Uh, they go on to talk about the emails between Struck and Page. There was always a high degree of caution before taking overt steps in counterintelligence investigation, and that could have worked to the president's benefit. Here they say. Such tactical discussions were reflected in one of Mr. Stork's most controversial texts sent on August 15th after a meeting in McCabe's office. I want to believe the path you threw out for consideration in Andy's office that there's no way he gets elected, but Mr. Uh, Mr. Stork wrote, but I'm afraid we can't take that risk. It's like an insurance policy in the unlikely event you die before you're 40. In other words, he's saying we can't take the risk that Donald Trump is going to get elected we need to be more aggressive and, and get this information out there. Well, that doesn't show a, a, an open mind or a, um, an unbiased investigation. That shows an agenda. He's trying to prove something. He's trying, he admits in this email, to torpedo the Trump candidacy. But officials have told the inspector general something quite different. They said that Mr. Page and others advocating a slower circumspect pace, especially because the polls predicted Trump's defeat. They said that anything the FBI did publicly would only give fodder to Mr. Trump's claims on the campaign trail that the election was rigged. Yeah, if they had allowed this to become public, it would have been clear 
that the FBI was trying to rig the campaign. So agents tried to corroborate Mr. Steele's information, it goes on to say. Reporters began calling the Bureau, asking about the, uh, the finding um, in this, uh, this investigation after leaks had uh, um, revealed it. If the FBI was working against <clears throat> Mr. Trump's interests, the article states, as he asserts, this would be an opportunity to push embarrassing information into the news media shortly before the election. That's exactly what they did working with Christopher Steele. They, uh, <clears throat> they put a, um, an imprimatur on this uh, phony dossier and allowed it to become, uh, come into public knowledge. Many Democrats see rueful irony that uh, Mr. Comey broke with policy twice and discussed the Clinton investigation, yet refused repeated requests to discuss, discuss the Trump investigation. That's because they were trying to uh, hide their misdeeds. In late October, in response to questions from the Times, law enforcement officials acknowledged the investigation but urged restraint. So, in fact, they were leaking to the New York Times, and the Times admits it right here in this, uh, this article. They said they had scrutinized some of Mr. Trump's advisors but had found no proof of any involvement with the Russian hacking because none exists, and they hadn't actually examined the server to determine that either. Because at this point, they knew that it wasn't, in fact, a hack, that it was an internal job. The resulting article on October 31st reflected that caution and said agents had uncovered a conclusive, no conclusive uh, or direct link between Mr. Trump and the Russian government. The key fact of that article that the FBI had opened a broad investigation into possible links between the Russian government and the Trump campaign were published in the 10th paragraph. So finally... There's the, their point they're making here in this article is that the FBI was very careful to keep the fact that the FBI was uh, conducting an investigation into the Trump campaign out of uh, the media. But once the media somehow became aware of it through leaks, the FBI uh, was, was in fact admitting it to the Times and claiming that they, uh, or admitting, I should say, that they don't have any uh, direct link or conclusive evidence against the campaign or Donald Trump. A year and a half later, still no public evidence has surfaced connecting Mr. Trump's advisors to the hacking or linking Mr. Trump himself to the Russian government's disruptive efforts. I'll go even further than that. Very little actual information has come forward about any Russian government uh, interference in this election at all. There are there are a few uh, ginned up accusations, but none of them hold up to much scrutiny, and none of them uh, constitute what is being characterized by the the never Trumpers in the media and the Democrat and Republican parties as substantive. Just as the FBI had been criticized for handling the Trump investigation, so too has the Times, it says. For Mr. Steele, it dashed his confidence in, the, in American law enforcement. He didn't know what was happening inside the FBI. Why weren't they going with my, uh, my dossier that was full of innuendo and, and prover demonstrably false information? Glenn Simpson, the founder of Fusion GPS, testified this year 
and there has been, and there was a concern that the FBI was being manipulated for political ends by the Trump people. Two weeks after Trump's inauguration, senior American intelligence officials briefed him at Trump Tower in Manhattan on the Russian hacking and deception. If you read that 27-page report, it is all fluff and unproven um, speculation. They reported that Mr. Putin had tried to sow chaos in the election. Yeah, they did. They, they reported that, but they offered no evidence of it. And to undermine Ms., Mrs. Clinton and ultimately helped Mr. Trump win. Then Mr. Comey met with Mr. Trump privately, revealing the Steele reports and warning that journalists had obtained them. Mr. Comey has said he feared that making this conversation a J. Edgar Hoover-like uh, situation with the FBI presenting embarrassing information to lord it over the president-elect, that is exactly what Mr. Comey was doing. Mr. Comey was letting him know that we have salacious uh, accusations against you uh, made by a, a, a foreign, actually, he didn't even tell him that it was uh, uh, generated by a foreign uh, intelligence officer, former foreign intelligence officer working for Hillary Clinton. And he certainly didn't tell Trump where they got this information. That that right there tells you that that's exactly what he was trying to do is put together a J. Edgar Hoover type situation. In a so-called contemporaneous memo, Mr. Comey wrote that he assured Mr. Trump that the FBI intended to protect him. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice, nice presidency you got there, Mr. Trump. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. I said media like CNN had them and were looking for a news hook. And sure enough, uh, after Trump rejected uh, Comey's attempt at coercion, the news hook was given and CNN published it. Mr. Trump was not, not convinced either by the Russia briefing or by Mr. Comey's assurances, and he made up his mind before Mr. Comey even walked out the door. Hours earlier, Mr. Trump told the Times that, that the stories about Russian election interference were being pushed by his adversaries to distract from his victory. I agree that, uh, with that to this day. And then he debuted what would quickly become one of his favorite phrases. This is a political witch hunt. Well, a political witch hunt is exactly what it is. This, uh, this article doesn't stand up to scrutiny more by what it uh, omits. It omits any uh, facts that are in evidence that are uh, contrary or unable to be reconciled with this bogus article. This is the deep state's best effort to cover their butts, and it is not going to stand. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of America First Radio. Thank you for joining us, and I hope you'll join us again tomorrow on the Talk America Radio Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.